Welcome to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. My name is Nick Higgins, firefighter and author of the Five Tool Firefighter book. Each week, we bring you an inspiring message or person to help you become the best version of yourself you could be. This journey is for the long haul, not the short. Now let's start our journey to becoming the best version of ourselves we could be. Success as a firefighter, success in your role, no matter what your role is, on the fire ground, your position means something. Welcome back to the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. I don't talk much on truck company operations, but I'm going to start doing some truck company operation talks because I just feel like we need to. Um, we talk about engine company, but being successful is is different. Like I said, for everyone, I've said that on many different podcasts before, different episodes here, but. We have to know our role on the fire ground. And a lot of times our role isn't glamorous. It's also underrated. It, but it's very important. Any role that we have on the fire ground is meaningful to the operation. The success and failures of the operation overall, of the operation of your specific company, and the operation and success of you. So we'll talk about today is probably one of the most underrated and highly important firefighters on the truck company itself. And that is the chauffeur, the driver, whatever you operate or whatever you want to call it. This is one of the most highly important positions and most underrated positions of a firefighter. And rightfully so for many reasons, outside ventilation, ladder operations, forcible entry, size up, all of these can be categorized as maybe one person's job in different ways because the responsibility of being a chauffeur on the truck company goes beyond providing truck company operations to the scene in the form of firefighters tools and ladders it's not just bringing that package to the incident but it's also ensuring one that they arrive safely just like we spoke on the engine company chauffeur, they arrive safely to the scene. And from there, the job of the chauffeur is to perform countless tasks on the exterior that are highly critical for interior and exterior operations of the incident. And if you know anything about incident operations, interior and exterior, you're going to know that a lot of stuff that's taking place exteriorly, if that's even a word, plays part of what's going on inside and assists and contributes to what's taking place inside of the structure. So just understanding that overall, just having that in the back of your mind, if you're, if you're a driver, if you're driving the truck or any apparatus for that matter, just understanding that stuff you do on the outside is contributing good or bad to the firefighters, and their requirements and responsibilities on the inside. So think about what that is first. Think about you're not just driving. You're not just a driver. You are actually providing the resources. Yes, you are bringing firefighters in the form of a truck company to the scene. You're bringing ladders, especially in aerial and many ground ladders to the scene and a plethora of tools. But you also have to understand that that is not just your job. And we're going to talk about that, what your responsibilities are. 
But when you think about just bringing that there, you're bringing them and you have to bring it as safely to the scene as you possibly can because getting them there is the first priority of a successful fire attack in any kind of way. And it also is your responsibility, ethically responsible. Who wants to have that where you were going too fast or you were driving recklessly to get to a fire because all of a sudden you're excited. You want to get there. You want to go and you want to be a smoke eater or whatever you want to call it. And you crash the apparatus. You hit somebody. Well, that wouldn't be such a good thing to talk about or hear about in the news, right? You want to you want to be able to say when you when you get behind that wheel, my job first and foremost is to get my fellow firefighters there safely, and from there I can perform my job that I need to perform to assist them and to assist the other firefighters on that scene, so they all come home safely. At the end of the day, it's not just about putting a fire out. Everything goes away because it's because the fire goes out doesn't mean everything goes away. It means that the fire went out. And there's many other things we need to work on after the fact to ensure everyone is safe. Everyone's accounted for and everything was done properly. So what are your responsibilities? You want to be successful? You want to be successful in a role as a truck company oper- operator, driver, chauffeur? What is your responsibility? Well, I already told you your first responsibility is getting there safely and bringing Firefighters, ladders, and tools to the scene, right? That's what I first said. But the first thing you have to do before you do any of that, you have to know your primary response area prior to that alarm. What do I mean by that? Well, it's not the time to say, where am I going? Maybe you might not know that exact street or the best way to get it, but have an idea of where you're going. Know the area. I mean, you really should know like the back of your hand. And sometimes you might have a little brain fart and might forget, but that's okay. But you should know your primary response area for a reason. That's why you're the driver, because you know the area. You know the streets. You know where this truck can be positioned. I notice I said position, not park. Notice where it's being positioned. Know, know its strengths and weaknesses, its limits, and, and what it's capable of doing. And how you can push it to its, to its nth degree. And what does this come from? This comes from countless hours of training behind that wheel and countless hours of training in the back. Pre-planning the incidents. Which leads me to my second point. Knowing your capabilities of your truck prior to arrival. Because what are you doing? Your, your job is to determine where the truck is going to position itself at the scene. Scene, not scene, I said scene. And oftentimes, oftentimes, it is the front of the building. But this could change. And this is why knowing the capabilities of the truck and knowing your response area prior to the alarm through training and pre-planning, countless hours of it is vitally important because it could change for many reasons. And some of these factors that it could change that you may not have the front of the building as the first due truck is a setback structure. There could be power lines, other obstructions in the way, the needs of the truck. And of course, any good operator of the truck would know the scrub zone. That right there is telling you, you have an understanding and a capability of your truck. That you and that truck are almost one. 
And that area that you're driving around in, bringing these firefighters to, that's your domain. That's your den. And you know it better than everybody else on that apparatus. Inside and out, blindfolded, it doesn't matter. So he showed up, positioned a truck. I don't care where he positioned it, but showed up. He positioned it. Firefighters are getting out the back. They're getting ready to maybe do some forcible entry, perform a search. Everything's in place. So what is your now responsibility? Well, you're probably going to have to set up the aerial, right? But take that into consideration. You're also going to be responsible for assisting and throwing ground ladders to all sides of that structure single-handedly. And that's part of a 360-degree on-scene size of. Yes, the chauffeur, just like the officer, just like the IC, just like the other firefighter, should be performing a 360-degree size of. Because you just never know. The IRIC might not be there. The RIC might not be there. There might not be anybody else there. But you have firefighters going into that building. And you're coming with a truck full of ladders. They're going in. Throw the ladders up to all sides if you can. If you can't get them all sides, get up as many ladders as you possibly can. And honestly, you should be very well versed in raising ground ladders on your own. And they teach all the time, ah, you know, two man for... For us, two fly ladder, three man for us. But in, in the end of the day, with the amount of staffing and manpower, whatever else you want to put in there, may not be conducive to that type of ladder raising. You may have to position that apparatus, have it ready, have it set up so we have to raise it aerial. But in the meantime, start getting them ground ladders to the, the division twos, getting them on that second floor, getting those ground ladders up as many as you can. Because you just don't know anything can happen at any given time. You want to make sure that your firefighters, your 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 fellow brothers and sisters in there, as you call it, as we call it, can get out. Should it shit hit the fan at any given moment. Don't assume that someone's coming. Assume nobody's coming and do your job. And that's one part of your job. That's practice. That comes with practice. Throwing ground ladders, practicing throwing ground ladders comes with practice. Nobody's an expert at throwing ground ladders right away, especially when you start adding flies to it. So you'll want to be able to practice this in the fire. So sit around, pull some ground ladders off during rig checks, and start start just practicing raising them up to the sides of the building. We do it all the time. We're an engine company. We do it all the time just because it's something we like to do. And guys complain, but at the same time, it's something you want to do because you have to do it. Because no one's going to do it for you at the end of the day. It's you versus you at the end. Can you do it? Can you be there for the ones that you swear that are like family to you, that are your fellow firefighters. You're going to be there for them, or is it too heavy? If it's too heavy, go find something else to do. The next point. Like I said, you're doing a scene, you're doing a scene size up. But you also want to do, you want to take notice of all entry points on the structure. You want to notice if there's side doors. You want to know if there's Belco doors. And you want to know where they lead. You want to know where they lead, if possible. Force the door for the incoming crew. Well, close it. Or slightly cracked. Why? Well, we know what happens when you start laying air into a structure. Again, building construction, fire behavior, forceful entry. If you have the opportunity and you see a side door, and you know that side door is probably going to be an exit point. At a house, staring at a house, has a side door off the driveway. I'm going to get one of those. With a setback garage. And that's probably leading to the kitchen. Now, they went through the front door, the fire's in the kitchen. They may have to bail out. Well, wouldn't it make more sense to have an entry point right at the side where they can just push through and not have to force if it's locked? 
save them time, let them know, let the IC know, I'm going to, I'm going to pop that door. I'll keep it closed, but I'll pop that door. It's like crack. So they know if they have to get out or firefighters have to get in for an emergency situation, or that is for a secondary line to go in or a backup line or maybe a secondary line. That's where it's going to go. We're not wasting time. It's already popped. Doors open. You just got to turn a knob or just pull it open. And there it is, or push it, whatever you need to do. But it's there, it's ready. Saving time, being efficient, and taking advantage of what is in front of you. Getting ahead of the game before the ball gets behind you. The next thing you want to do. Any utility shutoffs. Your job is to identify and assisting in no shutoffs. If you see them first, let them know. There's your shutoff. Make it happen. You know what? You want to, like I was talking about insist, assisting. You're going to assist those interior crews. You're probably going to have a fan nearby ready to go if they need it because interior crews may request it based on the incident. Why have to pull it off the apparatus? Have it set up, started, all it's already checked, ready to go. Have saws ready. Have any type of power tools ready to assist those interior or and roof operator operating crews before they ask for it. Assume they're going to need it. And if they don't need it, well, you're not wasting any time, any any energy. You're just starting it, turn it off, make sure it works, leaving it there. So they're not running back to the apparatus or recalling to get it, and now you're 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 rushing to get it because now they need it, and now is when time is of the essence. Again, knowing your apparatus, knowing your situation, knowing your crews, and knowing that it's not just standing outside. The next thing, very important, get the aerial up prior to it being needed by firefighters inside or outside the building. Just because they're on the, not on the roof, just because they're not on the second floor, doesn't mean they're not our third floor, whatever the the floor, how many floors you're, you're operating on, doesn't mean they're not going to need it. Have it ready. It's the longest piece of equipment to set up. Get it going. Know your scrub zone. Know if you're short jacking or not. This just comes from, again, going back to the first thing I said. Knowing your response area and knowing the capabilities of the truck prior to arrival in your response area. Knowing the structure, knowing the house, knowing the power lines, knowing the scrub zone. All goes back to, why do you need to know that again? Aerial setup. Get it ready. Make it happen. Also, you want to monitor crews. You want to monitor traffic radio for the IC. I talk about this with engine company a chauffeur. It's the same thing for the truck company chauffeur. Same thing. You want to monitor that traffic radio for the IC because we all know. We've all been there. I've been there where urgent messages have gone unnoticed. They were missed. Maydays have been missed. And you can look that up. There's a lot of studies on that. You can look at the uh, Mayday Project. Maydays have been missed because of too much radio traffic and, uh, and not enough people monitoring the radios. Not being on the radio, but monitoring the radio and keeping a, an ear out for those key words, urgent, Mayday. This helps keep a general idea of where crews are operating inside the structure. And hey, if you already set everything up, you, you got ground ladder set up, you did your 360, 
You have an aerial set up. You got power tools ready to go on the outside. Should crews need them for the roof or the exterior of the structure for whatever they need it for? Everything's ready to go. Why not? If you have a notepad, start jotting down where crews are. Engine two is on on division two. The Charlie Delta Corner Truck Company just finished primary search coming down. They're heading on to the roof. They're heading to the bed. Whatever. Just writing these things down where they are at that given moment time. So when you hear truck four urgent message, oh, truck four urgent message, just notice they're in a basement. What's going on? Hey, chief, it's the commander. This is what's going on. I don't know if you heard the urgent message. Doesn't sound like it did. You didn't acknowledge it. But here it is. I just noticed that they were here. This is what they're calling for, an urgent message coming from the basement. Or, hey, mayday, mayday, mayday. No one's talking. We're talking about everything else. What's going on? Mayday. Oh, hey, everyone stop. Mayday. We have a mayday. Let the IC know. Maybe the IC is distracted. Maybe people are coming to the IC from at the at the command post, talking to them, bothering them. Well, here you go. Multiple ears, just like multiple eyes, multiple ears on the radios, multiple eyes on the structure. If everybody misses it, then there's a problem. And the final thing, I'm not going to beat this up. I keep these short. SCBA bottle swap. Assist firefighters exiting a structure, swapping their initial bottle with a new bottle. Why? Well, faster entry back in or for their assistance going to rehab. Do you really guys come in and work, worked hard in there? They took a beating. They got to get all their stuff off. Help them out. You're fresh. You weren't in there. You're probably tired, but not as tired as those guys. Help them out. Every little bit helps the recovery of firefighters working inside. Taking care of each other, taking care of your own. There's one way to do it right on the fire ground. And if you need to wash them off, let the engine let the engine show for now. Hey, let's scrub these guys down. Give them a quick rinse. Get some of them contaminants off them before they go into rehab. Let's wash them down for a minute. Got my guys here. Let's get my guys washed down. Every little bit helps. Recovery and health of all firefighters and the mission at the same time. So there is only a few areas that truck company chauffeur could assist with on scene. I put a couple down. Those are the ones I listed out. It's also on the firehousetribune.com. I have it on there as well. Some of these could be completed by other firefighters on scene. I get that. But looking at staffing, looking at manpower nowadays, might not be something that can happen. So you want to be prepared to do many different tasks at the same time and understand that that's now the norm. So this is only for guidance. This is not to be used as a replacement to procedures that are set forth at your agency at all. Or any of the things that I brought up is not to be a replacement for your procedures set forth by your agency. These are just ways to guide you and help you. So if you want to get better at this, use these training tips as an option for limited or low staffing to start in your training, in your, in your, when you're sitting around in the firehouse on training days, utilize some of these tips and practice them because practice makes per doesn't make perfect. It makes, it gets you better. Practice increases the progress and, and, and makes proficiency. So keep doing that and keep getting better at your position, at your job, and teach the other firefighters on that crew that job. So anybody can step in and be the next man up. And that's all I have to say on the truck company chauffeur. If you like this episode, you like what you're hearing, you could subscribe to the podcast, The Five Tool Firefighter, wherever you listen to a podcast. You can rate it. I really appreciate a rating, a comment of the episodes. 
and reach out to me on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, our X and Facebook and LinkedIn, but Instagram is my most popular place. Reach out to me if you want to hear more or if you want me to elaborate more and you want to come on and talk about some of this stuff, bring it up. I'll come on. Let's talk. And also pick up the book, the five tool firefighter. It is at the firetribune.com slash shop. So is a tactical workbook, but it's also on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. But the best place to get it is on the firehousetribune.com shop. And pick up some other stuff on there as well. There's t-shirts, hats, stickers, hoodies. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribing to the Face Firehouse Tribune, excuse me. YouTube channel where you can watch Station Talk with myself and my brother Tom Marciano. Once a month, we have a guest. It's a video. It's on air, on Spotify, and on Apple. But subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, check out some of our friends. Origin USA, Jocko Fuel, Frontline Optics, Fire Department Coffee, the Five Alarm Task Force Corps, 501c3 organization, first responders helping first responders donate and listen to the Five Alarm Task Force podcast and the next row we're proud partners of them we donate to them and look out for their i got your six throwdowns we are going to be sponsoring another year of the i got your six throwdowns for the next row and until next time as always work hard stay safe live inspired today's episode of the five tool firefighter podcast if you like what you heard and you want to hear more please subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also please leave us a rating and don't forget to pick up the book the five tool firefighter available on amazon at the firehouse until next time work hard stay safe and live inspired